mothers and others, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Mothering While Podcast. This week's episode is Mothering While Helping Others. And helping, I am using that word very loosely, okay? I'm actually, it's in air quotes. Before I even start, I just want to have a transparency moment. Well, everything that I say on this show is very transparent and authentic. But last week, I did not upload an episode, and I apologize for not notifying you all about um, Facebook page. Um, I do apologize again. And that is because I recorded an episode called Mothering While Going Through PTSD or Having PTSD. And it's very personal to me. And I thought I was ready. And I am not, I had so much trepidation that I said, okay. I'm going to meditate and pray on peace and wisdom. And if there's things that I need to add or take away, that I will have that. And so I am not ready for that peace to come back. I want it to be very impactful, not just where I'm pouring out, but I'm pouring also into you. And so I am going to wait on that peace. And I should have said that. So again, I apologize. Now back to it. Mothering while helping others. In this past month, this past month, I was like so anxious. I was I had high anxiety this past this past um, July, and I had um, it started off with a friend of mine coming um, unannounced to my house, unannounced. Okay, um, and um, how many of you guys just don't like that? Like, I think I'm going to get that welcome app that says, "But did you call? Did you text?" Okay. And I'm thinking I'm really not going to answer my door. <laughs> I deliberately did not put a, a doorbell at my front door because I just like to say, well, I didn't hear you. I, I didn't hear you. Because if you don't call, you didn't text, and you just ring the doorbell, we just don't hear you. Okay. Um, but a friend of mine came to my house, and she has mental illness. And... Um, I don't know how far our friendship goes back. I mean, I met her in high school, um, however, but probably the sophomore year of high school, we started to kind of distance, be distant, be distant, but still always had a mutual respect for each other. So we still would reach out to one another. Um, I think in college, we both were at two different colleges. We spoke probably a couple times. And again, um, when I had my son at 25, she reached out to me and then she was actually living or staying in the mental institution in our city and I would go pick her up um, during that during a loud time and we would do picnics at the park and just walks on the beach and just so that she can talk and she was medicated then because to be in a mental hospital or mental institution you have to medicate it um, from what I understand and so she was you know, still talking reasonably. Um, and so my son was about one years old, I want to say, give or take. Um, after that, I would see her, um, I saw her three years later. So my son was now four years old, three or four. And um, we had dinner um, at my house. And two years later, I, she was, I saw her again, and clearly she wasn't probably on her medication as much at this point. Um, she called me at 1 o'clock in the morning and asked if she could spend an hour at my house because there was police were at her house. And so I picked her up, and there was like a situation there, and so I let her sleep. 
that night i'm not gonna lie just from the conversation from the from her house to my house i realized then she wasn't on her medication and i was very um nervous i was very nervous um about having her sleep like i made all my kids come to bed with me and we all and like and my husband we all just slept in the room that night and i just couldn't sleep i was thinking about dang but then the kitchen can I, I can't bring the stove up here like is she gonna light my house on fire how are we gonna get out like the anxiety is real with me i go from one to not 10 not to 20 but to 100 so um and you know you know really good friends were like i don't think you should have let her do that your peace should never be compromised and i did within that time um she was um so during that time of talking to her because we go like these spurts and years will go by um she was offended but with something i said and all i said was who let me paint the picture for you all she strongly believes that she graduated from yale school of medicine as well as harvard law and that she's a biochemist who invented food and that her father founded um which i just recently found out that they founded um three colleges, three prestigious colleges in our country. So it is a lot to follow and it's overwhelming. So me saying who at the time really offended her. So the next day, the very next day, my car was, my car was vandalized. All, all four tires were slit and my car, the hood of my car was carved the um the driver's side caught um door had the word v-i-t-c-h i called her immediately when i saw that my car was vandalized and her response was well you got to be careful what you say to people you know you just always have to be careful and i knew that hmm no one just says that and so i knew it was her but because of my ignorance and because of my heart I just felt like I'm just gonna chalk that up to mental illness and I wasn't even mad I was the money that had to come out for my tires like I mean my car has B-I-T-C-H on the driver's side to this day you know and funny story is when my son this happened when my son couldn't read so he was like mom you have somebody wrote something on your car it says B and I was like, yeah, for beautiful. It's beautiful. It spells beautiful. And he was just like under, he'll go to the car every time he had to go in for, for um, school. And he'll just read it, have his hand, his finger following, you know, his pointer finger. Because, you know, that's how the kids learn. To have, um, they have to like have their finger on the words when they're reading the stories. So he's like reading it, underlining it with his finger every morning. Beautiful. And then, now that he knows how to read, he said, Ma, that doesn't say beautiful. That says bitch, bitch. That, that doesn't, and I'm like, uh, no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. It says beautiful. It says, <laughs> it, it stands for beautiful. He's like, no, Bobby says bitch, bitch. No, it doesn't. Like, you know, I'm just, that's a funny story. But the tires alone were expensive, you know, and I'm not, I'm okay with saying believing that every time I step in my car, I'm stepping into the beautiful door. I'm opening up the beautiful door. So, um, I never called the cops. Like I said, I just chalked it up to mental illness. Um, I never called the cops and said her name. The next time I saw her will be two years later.
she was at my door again unannounced and I was caught off guard and she was telling me she was having plumbing issues and at this time I'm just like she was just so happy and I'm like I don't think she, you know maybe it was one of my neighbors you know um that did it and not to say that I'm a troublemaker but they are not me um <laughs> like um but maybe it could have been one of the kids I mean I mean it could have been something that I was told that you know I don't know like at this point I'm now second guessing if it was her at all and I'm like putting my guard down and I'm just I never had the conversation with her either about the car I'm saying you know like confronting her about it but she came over and she came over with a fake D that day too so I knew she was really off her medication she said I have a D to this help to my house because you know I have a house in Greenwich and you know but you know they gave me the key but then they took the key away from me but I, you know i had to leave because you know it was um now i'm just trying to get the key back you know because you know i left during the flood you know Nigel, you and it's always you know Nigel, you remember right and i'm like uh-huh i don't know how to i really just don't know how to be i really just don't know how to be in these circumstances like uh-huh i heard it i i remember like my sister who's a social worker she's always like you cannot do that and I'm like but how else do I have a like I don't know but at that time she asked if she can use my shower because she needed um she was having some plumbing issues and so five days goes by and I'm like okay um the plumbing issue is still plumbing issued and I'm just like, okay, so then we come up with a, um, a time that she can come early in the morning, um, around, not too early, but around nine o'clock where she can come. And she started to come when she wanted to. I mean, and then the stories became even more, you know, you know, she told me that, you know, someone stole her identity. She won the lotto. I mean... Um, one day I asked her if she wanted some water and she told me she was allergic to water and I'm like but you just like a shower I'm not, I mean it's hard last time we we're just in conversation she's like yeah you know I got stomach cancer and I'm just like oh wow she's like yeah I just be feeling so crazy down there um, you know and I'm just like as she's drinking her Mountain Dew at 9.30 in the morning um, you know she's just telling me that she's her stomach hasn't been regular and that I'm thinking it could be because she's allergic to water and that all of our body is made up of water or the drink sugar drink she's drinking has some water I don't know okay but you know but it was a casual conversation that she has cancer and I mean I, at this point I don't know how to be and it's just the most uncomfortable situation to be in where you feel like you are walking on eggshells you feel like you cannot be direct and I'm a very direct person um, and I just feel like such a punk in my own house at this point um, and I'm having these conversations with my husband and my husband's like well I could tell her to if you want me to tell her I could tell her and I'm like no it's okay I'll I have to just deal, you know I have to deal with this myself and it just took me some time to really just come and finally build up the courage to just say you cannot come over anymore 
And before then, I will have to say, I kept saying, well, what would Jesus do? Okay, like I kept thinking like Jesus, he was friends with the prostitutes. I mean, I don't know if they had bipolar back then, but he was friends with everybody. So, I mean, I don't know if he was letting them take showers at his house, but I really was thinking about Jesus. And if I'm being too judgmental, am I being like, I feel so ignorant with mental illness that I'm like, I don't know how to handle it. And the fact that she's at my doorstep, is that a sign of help? Like a real sign of help? And all the while, I'm not thinking about my mothering. Because all the while, I am putting my kids in a, in, a, in a space of vulnerability. I have clearly have a friend on a serious note that has mental illness who's not taking her medication. So a psychotic episode, a psychotic break can happen at any moment. My kids can trigger it. I can trigger it. My husband can trigger it. Heck, something right before she came to my house can trigger it. And I am talking to you all and I'm being silly, but that's something I really have to swallow. And I kick myself for, in this month, really feeling like I compromised my own home and my, my children and my husband. And, I mean, the stories were were crazy and she was also too manipulative and I don't know if that has to do with the disorder or the illness but also to um the um or it doesn't have to do with just survival and where she is in, in in this time and I sent you know I have family on one side I have um who was saying oh she just needs a shower it's okay and then I have another friend who knows a lot about it sorry I don't live in this like cul-de-sac I live in you know nice little area with mopeds and four-wheelers so if you hear that that's where I live for now but um, um, it's just summer music that I'm used to at this point but um, I have like I said I have a I have a, a parent <laughs> one parent that's saying you know it's just a shower just help her out and then I have on the other end I'm you know like talking to a friend of ours that is a psychiatrist who went that I've known since middle school, one of my really great friends. And I'm just like letting him know what's going on. And he's like, Nyjah, you need to get her out your house. It's, she's unpredictable and it's dangerous. And it sounds like there's just deeper issues there other than um, it's more than probably, you know, one element that, uh, illness that we're talking about. And she needs to leave your home. And so, like I said, um, she was manipulative and that right there is a trigger for me too so i'm very uncomfortable in my house um and it's hard for me to say no it's just hard and so eventually i just had to tell her and when i told her i all the niceness went away of course and she just went crazy on me she told me that i had no authority okay not i don't really mean crazy like literally i mean figured i don't okay she just sent a text message that basically told me that i had no authority of telling her she couldn't take showers at my home anymore because she owned my home and not only did she own my home is that she was going to subpoena me and that i wasn't bright at all and she also said that uh that i needed to give her my mother's number because I was getting in the way of their relationship that they do not have but in her mind she has it 
and anything else I mean she was cursing me out in, in the text message and immediately I got nervous I was nervous um I did call the popo I did call the police but I called listen listen Linda I didn't call 911 I called a non-emergency number okay and I did that because I'm like I was nervous for my property um, like you guys know, my car was vandalized. I'm like, this is, you know, she's very offended today. Um, and, um, before the text message, there was a phone call in which I told her not to come, not to come anymore. And she handled that phone call very well, but the text a little bit well. I mean, she hung up a little abruptly, but she, um, she was, um, very, uh, very upset in that text message and I was nervous I started to panic I'm like oh my god my kids can't go outside and play anymore and which they can and we had a we did buy a security system and you know the cops did ask or the dispatcher did ask if you know we need to send the cops over to where she was to so that maybe she can be um, she can go into the um, into the hospital and I think that probably is the best bet, but I don't know where she is. And um, I did immediately get nervous, like I said, for my kids um, playing just in case they saw her, as well as um, just damage to my property. And I couldn't laugh at that, that I don't want to pay for any of that. And I was nervous, and my husband is just like, Nyjah, you can take her. Like, what? She's she's smaller than you, and I'm small. Well, short. I'm not small in width anymore. But I'm small in height and length. And um, I'm like, it's not even about that. It's about the lies that can happen to him, who's a teacher. Um, on him, there's, you know, the, um, my kid's playing outside, and anything can happen, you know, through her anger. And, um, and even if I'm like, not, sometimes we're like, we're at the side of the house and maybe we're like watering the grass and they're just like in the yard on the side of us and we're not paying attention. So now it's just, we have to be village, villagent. <laughs> but, um, I, my husband saying that I could take her is just like, I'm like, yeah, but you know, mentally ill and cognitive impaired people are very strong. And I'm not trying to see my, I ain't trying to see or feel some pain. I'm not trying to get beat up in front of my children. Like, that is also a concern, okay? Like, I mean, I used to work with, with special education. Billy is strong as hell. Billy was strong as hell. Um, and, you know, just on a, on a serious note, like, I mean... I just don't want to be fighting out here in the streets. Like, I don't want to get beat up out here, okay? I need my kids to look at me and keep that frame that they have of me as a very powerful person. Very powerful woman up there, okay? I mean, I'll just really have some low self-esteem. I wouldn't even be able to face my neighbors anymore. But in the same month, in the same exact month, we had a family member who was like stopping by immediate family member who was stopping by and was only stopped by while they were in so in a lot um and in, in, in drama with their significant other 
I mean, it was like but clockwork every seven days, every seven days. And this is this is someone that's older than us. This is someone who um, just actually got out of um, prison. And you would think the reform would be good. Like, you know, just had time to sit down and come up with a plan. And yet, we're still back at our old tricks. And although this person is a very nice person, and their family, and they're sweet. Yeah, no. We had, a, we had to make the unpopular and the best decision for our family and tell the person that they couldn't come here. Our last straw was when they came here. And uh, accompanied by the police, you know, and my son doesn't need to see, my kids don't need to see, like, their family members coming out of a police car, you know, um, and this person called, you know, person called the police. At this point, if you don't, if you just came out of jail and you don't care about your freedom and you keep going back because the person gets mad, mad at you and calls the police on you, this point you don't care much about anything let alone our peace and so if your freedom doesn't matter to you i'm pretty sure our feelings really don't matter to you and i mean it was clockwork they'll come over and it seemed like they came over every time we had like a little you know like a, for father's day they came over really impressed um, with with what a situation um it was my son's birthday when they came over with every with the police accompanying them by with the police and not only did they not only come over did they this they they came over with all of their things packed because the person kicked them out the house for the for for the hour but they came over and bought some roach a roach i saw a roach in my own home now we had to so not only is my peace gone but i gained some enemies because I wouldn't even call like roaches are enemies so all I needed was to see a one roach and we had to pack up all of our stuff exterminate everything and we haven't seen them seen a roach again and but what I have to say to that is some people they don't want your help they just want to invite you into their chaos and July was the month that I learned my house is very important it is the sanctuary of peace and no one no one not family not friends can disturb that now it's not a bad thing to say no and i looked at both situations like but what if it was me it is not me and i'm not also and i would need if it was me i would need someone to really speak life but not innate not enable me and I love these people, but my family comes first. And help, there's a difference between helping and enabling. I have people here in my life that came to my door. I have a person that's, who's mentally ill who stopped taking her medication and chooses not to take her medication. Prior to that, while she was taking while she was while she was taking showers, we had a conversation about her medication and about her illness. In that conversation, she denied being ill. She denied um, help, and she's told me that medication she's allergic to medication. So not only is she allergic to water, she's allergic to medication, y'all. And she. 
was very defensive. She was upset. She quickly left the house after that conversation. Now, after having that conversation with her, I felt even more uncomfortable. And she's not trying to seek any help at all. She's not, she doesn't want help. And I don't know if that's part of being mentally ill, that you just, she chooses not to see what the problem is and that she, and that her going off and on the medication is part of it. I'm not sure. Then we have a family member who's in a very toxic situation, whose partner tried reaching out to us. We don't want no parts of that. It is a, it's been years of years of years of toxicity and this person is continually on that roller coaster and do not see anything wrong with it. Only until that person makes them upset. So you don't want the advice. You don't want the advice that has been given to you. You don't want the guidance. But you- so you do not want my help. And I realize that it is okay to say this is what I can help you with, but other than that, I cannot. And you can have stipulations. And boundaries are okay, no matter who they are. Loyalty comes for you and your family. My loyalty is with my family. You have people who don't care about their well-being, and yet they need loyalty. They preach loyalty. That is not the case. You have to make sure that you are good. You know, you have to make sure your family is good. How many times and how many people you know have been in compromising situations, compromised themselves and ended up in jail, ended up, like, it ended up very wrong for them. They've lost everything, even maybe their life, due to helping and feeling like they had to help someone. Um, And like I said, it's not help, it's enabling. And again, I don't think I was really mothering <laughs> You know, like putting my mothering first when helping when helping these particular people. Um, and so my husband and I have created our boundaries. And we are now making sure that, you know, we had to talk to our kids about just in case that my mentally ill friend was to come by um, or walk by the house that like they have to run in the house. They have to yell. Um... And that was a hard conversation, but a necessary one. And I feel so bad that I put that on my kids. Moms, let's not enable, but let's help and create boundaries that protects yourself, your husband, and your children. We are now out of boxes. Everything is back on the shelves. And we are now living with security, literally, 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 and figuratively. And most importantly, living with peace. As always, thank you for listening, mothers and others. Be safe, be well, and be encouraged.